0: And welcome to Locked On Bruins. Alongside Nick Cope, I'm Brian Fenley. Our show is on Twitter. It is. Our Twitter handle is Locked On Bruins. Give that a follow. Also, give Nick a follow. His Twitter is NKOOP. And hit that follow button for me as well. That is at Brian Fenley. And send us an email. Shoot away, fire away at lockdownbruins at gmail.com. This is your team every day. And we very much appreciate you tuning in to all things UCLA Athletics. And we start with, well, football. We've got the season coming up here next Thursday against Cincinnati. And so, Nick, we began the... Fall camp discussing several points from maybe our biggest storylines and position groups to key in on as far as why they might provide the biggest insight, how they fare on how well this team is going to do this year. We looked at the wide receivers. We will do that in this show, their depth, Dorian Thompson Robinson's development. Where do we think he is? And then we'll finish off with some defense talk. But, Nick, let's start with the wideouts. Speed is something that continues to be said over and over again and depth with the wideout group. Theo Howard, he is sort of the senior. He is Mr. Durable. He's Mr. Reliable. And I know he's kind of been in and out of practice wearing that yellow jersey with a wrist and hand injury but with all of the young talent as well, Jalen Irwin, Chase Cota, many more. Why are you so pumped up about the skill set and how different they are among the stable of wide receivers and why they can provide so many difficult matchups for opponents?
1: I think it's just going back to something we talked about a couple of shows ago and versatility. You've got Smaller, shiftier, speedy guys. You've got guys with big frame, whether it be Chase Cota, Michael Aziki, and then pretty much everyone packs some speed to help stretch the field. Uh, I was curious who we were going to see kind of emerge. Yeah, I think obviously at the top we've got Theo Howard, uh, but kind of behind him, I feel like it's it's really a mix. Kyle Phillips potentially is there. Obviously he was dealing with injuries. Chase Cota is probably going to get a lot of reps Uh, But who's going to be, you know, those consistent third, fourth, fifth options at wide receiver? And it kind of feels like Jalen Irwin uh, has kind of emerged out of that pack of guys like, uh, you know, Michael Aziki, Njoku's uh, one of those new guys, Ethan Furnier, DeLon Hurt. It seems like Irwin, uh, the community college transfer uh, out of Charlotte, has, Really made a name for himself a little bit. He's been involved in special teams, probably won't return punts. We'll see Kyle Phillips and Darnay Holmes do that. Uh, But the speed he packs, and he's got a big size uh, to go with it as well. Uh, He seems like a guy that can really help this team there.
0: And Let's not discount and belittle the fact that this team could use a lot of its running backs as wide receivers. Joshua Kelly, for one, believe it or not, he was third on the team in receptions last year. Not a lot of people can seem to stomach that, but that is something that you will see even more from him, a healthy Joshua Kelly. I also like, Nick, what about like a Kaz Allen? They work a bubble screen to him, and he is able to work with his track speed. And so I look at that. I also look at the wide receivers, or excuse me, the tight ends, and I think about Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and let's say there's a good pass rush coming, and there's no better friend to a quarterback than maybe a hot read to a a tight end and a little something out to the flat. So maybe we see Devin Asiasi get a lot of touches, like you said, and you've pointed out on several occasions. He is a big frame who's going to be able to shell out hits, not only take hits, but he might just run over guys like a Mack truck. And then Jordan Wilson, who his reception numbers dropped last year, and he has been praised over and over again in fall camp for his improvement in the blocking department. But this guy's got good soft hands. And so everybody looks at maybe Devin Asiasi as taking on maybe tight end number one with the departed Caleb Wilson. But Jordan Wilson has a unique ability to catch in traffic, which we saw two years ago. And so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of that as well.
1: Oh, yeah. I I think that there is – we saw things pretty simple last year, I feel like, for the most part, especially at the beginning of the season. I wonder if we don't get a little more creativity formation-wise where we see – Running backs uh, lined up out wide. We see wide receivers come in, tight ends lined up off the line, multiple tight ends. There's so many guys that bring so many different things. You can really toy with the defense and get them thinking with this versatility and flexibility you have at the skill position.
0: Jalen Irwin is, what is he, about six feet, Nick, depending upon you look at his high school (laughs) measurements. Yeah, around six feet. But he is a guy who is super inclined and capable of taking the top off the defense. Now his size is he's not one of those Michael Aziki, six foot four, maybe tight end types where he can maybe jump up and win a jump ball in a one on one. But he is so fast that he's gonna run right by you. He's gonna be a burner. And so watch what he can do. If he gets a little bit of separation and he's able to blow past the secondary, it is going to be a sight to see. And who's going to throw him the ball? Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And Nick and I have a lot to discuss with Dorian Thompson-Robinson to why we think this could be a humongous year for him and why we think so. We'll get into that next here on Locked on Bruins. The new Locked On NFL is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows with the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. Welcome back to Locked On Bruins alongside my partner in the Nick Cope, I'm Brian Fenley. Follow us on social media. That seems to be something that is becoming a big deal. Nick's Twitter is NKOOP. I'm at Brian Fenley. And our show Twitter handle, give that a follow. It is Locked on Bruins. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is the guy for the Bruins at quarterback. He has sort of been elevated to that position starting as a true freshman last year. But I look, Nick, at just, he, he, obviously, he, you can tell from practice that his arm is so much stronger. And he's had a year of offseason to work on timing with his receivers. And he's been super proactive about organizing player run practices and getting guys out there when nobody's there nobody he's not needed to be out there but he goes above the call of duty right to to get in his reps but I just look at his body language and he just looks so confident even when he talks to the media I I felt like last year it was so new to him it kind of was a little bit on the shy side and I Get that because you know he's new, he's learning everything. This is a humongous change for him. But what we've heard over and over again, and what we see from his interviews, is you see a guy who's not cocky, but he is confident and he handles himself so well. And just a true sophomore, it doesn't look like he is just by the way he carries himself. And I feel like the guys just feed off of that, and it it sort of has this vibe that really propagates positivity around the rest of the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about intangibles, and I think at no other position do intangibles come to play than the quarterback position. It You really want to have a guy who just looks the part and can walk out on the field with confidence, everyone knows how important the quarterback position is and when you got a guy that walks out of the field can look all his teammates in the eye and it sort of let that confidence flow on to everyone else it really proves wonders i remember um i was watching hard knocks last week and john gruden was getting on nathan peterman and and nathan peterman just super shy guy super quiet and John Gruden's like, come on, man, let's go. Like you got to walk into a huddle and, and command them. And he is just like, so soft, po- so, soft, spoken and reserved. Uh, th- that's just the most recent example I have in my head. But Dorian Thompson Robinson is not that anymore. He is, he has grown up in a short amount of time. He's got the the confidence. He's, he's got a little bit of the swagger. I think it's a little, yeah. it, it's a little understated. But he's got you. You gotta have that if you're gonna be a quarterback and be successful. You gotta have a little confidence, a little swagger to your game. And we're gonna see a whole another dimension from them. And that's not even talking about him making strides just in, in terms of X's and O's on the field.
0: What you said, Nick, reminds me of like owning the room. You know, like if you're making a speech, or let's say you are on a date and your significant Another, it, it seems feeds off you better if you have confidence. Now, I've probably learned a lot from my past experiences that when you go in there, like you're shy and you're timid and you don't know what to do. And, you know, maybe you go in for the first kiss and you don't have the confidence and she turns her head away. And maybe that happens to me more than the average person. But you think about the confidence that you carry. People sense that like in people respect that and they feel like you feel like they're drawn more to you and that can go like in the dating world not that I'm someone that knows anything about that but it can go with football and commanding respect and DTR according to boss Tagaloa calls him you know great leader he's a fierce dude a competitive guy quote getting on our ass sometimes but we gotta stay on track and that's what DTR does and uh, yeah I mean he's saying all the right things. He's putting in the extra work. He's become best friends with the center boss Tagaloa. That is something that I think will be critical to the success of those two and boss. While he is just going to be in his second year at the center position has a year under his belt on the offensive line of, of course, a former defensive lineman and I, I just see you you beyond the making the throws because I think we we also are going to see more of Dorian be comfortable outside the pocket, being a little bit more mobile. He, he said that you're probably going to see me more on my feet, working zone read stuff. And I know he really wants to run a lot. And I think with a retooled and more experienced offensive line. We're going to see him, when, when the pocket collapses, we're going to see him use his feet more and scramble. But again, you don't want to do that too much because then you don't want to you know be susceptible to a big hit. But I do think that we are going to see uh, him kind of dial in the accuracy a little bit with those down-the-field throws. I feel like he's sort of a gunslinger. Like, he'll probably still take some risks, and he's going to be probably paid off by some of those with some big catches from his teammates but I really keep an eye on his running ability and I think we're going to see a tremendous leap in that department for DTR.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really big question going into this season. You know, it was probably a combination of just his youth and, you know, Chip Kelly kind of easing into things with the offense, not wanting to, you know, you don't want to just throw the whole playbook at everybody, of course. Um, so we'll see. I feel like he handled the quarterback position well, though, and that he wasn't constantly looking to run when the pressure was starting to get there. I mean, you can watch his clips from high school, and he was so much faster than everybody else that if the pressure got to him, he'd just take off and run, and he could get positive yards every time. And he didn't have to learn that going to college. It, it was understood that, you know, you got to hang in there and try to find a receiver. And so he's done that. Um, it, I think the question is, do we get a little more design run action? Do we see more of those yes. zone reads that allow him to get into space? Because he is, you know, no one really saw it last year, but he is very, very fast, and you just don't get too many opportunities to see it.
0: I'll say this to close out this segment, that when your quarterback looks back at last year and he says, quote, I like that we had the season we had last year, a three and nine season. He says that he said he went on to say it was a learning experience for me, never having gone through adversity like that. And I would have to say now that it will be of my benefit in my future. So when a guy can turn a, a negative per se, you know, a losing record and some some of his play, you know, some shortcomings in that department and turn it around and make it something positive. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drawn to him as a leader if I'm playing for him because you want guys to turn things like that and make them positive and then use them as fuel and use them to improve moving forward. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the only thing
1: you can do with last season is just, OK, that's not going to happen again. We got to move forward. And everybody on this team is going to be better because of it. Everyone knows the poor taste they had in their mouth for a month and a half before they got that first win. They want to taste that right away. And I think we're going to see a much different team and a much po- more poised, confident quarterback week one.
0: Dorian Thompson Robinson's offensive linemen were treated to a taste of dinner at Wingstop. So they have these O-line Sundays where the O-line gets together. Also, Dorian Thompson Robinson going out of his way to tell his guys protecting him how much he appreciates them. All right. From offensive line and quarterback play to the other side of the ball, where does the defense stand, particularly the defensive line? The pass rush. How was that getting boosted this year? Nick and I will banter about that coming up next. Welcome back to Locked on Bruins. Nick Cope, Brian Fenley with you. And we motion on to our final segment of the show where we set the line of scrimmage on defense, particularly defensive line and the pass rush where the Bruins last year were tied for last in the conference with only 15 sacks, four of those sacks coming from Keyshawn Lucier South. He will not play the first couple of games because of improving his academic status with the program and the school, so that holds him out to start, Nick, but there are many other young, hungry, big offensive linemen that are going to fill some huge holes in and space-eat their way to a quarterback when you begin to analyze the players that are going to bring the pressure. Who are some that really stand out to you?
1: Well, and this really, to me, we've been revisiting our main storylines, our our top storylines, heading into fall camp, and this is still the biggest question mark. Can this team generate a pass rush? And everything else for this defense, I think, will fall into place if they can do that. As far as guys I'm looking for, obviously, edge rushing is important. All this talk with Antonio Mafi slimming down, he's talked about his mobility increasing. If he can generate an interior rush on passing plays, that would just be so tremendous and be so helpful to disrupting quarterbacks, messing with their timing. If you can't step forward into your throw and drive off that back foot because you've got a defensive lineman shoving your center or your guard back into your chin. That is it's going to help the DBs, linebackers, and coverage. Those throws aren't going to be as accurate. There's going to be opportunities for interceptions. He's a guy that I really look at. We know he can help run stop. Is he going to be involved with passing plays? He's... Talked about being able to do more of that this year. In terms of guys on the edge, there's a couple uh, transfers that I look to and that I think this team is looking to to help out. you got Daytona Jackson on the, uh, on the defensive line at defensive end, the College of the Desert transfer out of Palm Springs. Uh, he showed very well in junior college. And he's a big guy, 6'4, 275. And then, in terms of outside linebacker, you'll have some options there. Uh, Josh Woods has been more of an inside guy, but does he get involved more in the pass rush now that he seems to be playing a little more outside? And then, uh, another name and a uh, grad transfer is uh, Jason Harris. Uh, he's a guy that came over uh, from Illinois State. He, he's another good-sized guy on the outside, has some speed. Uh, for me, it's all about the pass rush this year. Can the Bruins disrupt opposing teams' passing games? Because that's when they got gashed. Those are a couple names I've looked to, and that's not even mentioning you know, the obvious. Oso, Digizua, Otita, Obonia, and then when he returns, Keyshawn lucier South.
0: The good thing is that there is depth at those positions now that has been a critical point for Chip Kelly in this last recruiting cycle to bring in some extra bodies in the linebacker spot and on the defensive line. And yeah, like you said, Nick, look for those guys, especially at the linebacker spot, to come start to shoot through the gaps and put pressure on from whether it's outside or they find a way to chisel their way through the offensive line up the middle because like we have Harkened back to as we do right now many a time when you play defense for chip kelly your body is going to be well suited for multiple positions and you are going to present so many different conflicts for an offense because you're versatile because you can drop back and you know guard the pass but then you can also come off the edge and put a hit on the ball carrier in the backfield or the quarterback. So that's why the versatility is such an important tenant for this team, because you really don't know as an offense where the pressure is coming from, because it could come from anywhere and it's not just the guys up front. It's, you know, outside guys or players shooting through from the second level. And I think that's what's going to cause a lot of havoc and a lot of chaos. And if you can do that, the pass rush will only be bolstered all right well that will do it for this episode of locked on bruins much more to get to on friday as we are Right into game week now with Cincinnati on Thursday. We will begin to run down all the different matchups and storylines heading into that game on the road against the Bearcats as UCLA looks for some revenge against Cincy. We will see you tomorrow. For Nick Cope, I'm Brian Fenley.